0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and this is Patty Holstrand, and we are on live Wad Radio, and we have a special treat today. We've got a wonderful man who lives right here in Arizona. And there's an author. He writes horror. And Darrell, are you there?
2: Hello, Patty. How are you?
1: <laughs> good, good. Had, had a little technical difficulty, and and uh, and caused me to be a little light here. I hear a little clicking in the background.
2: Yeah, I, I can hear a little bit of weird noises in the background. Are, are you, are you uh, being invaded by ghosts right now, or what's what's the deal?
1: <laughs> well, that would actually be interesting. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, you know, it, they, the uh, Block Talk radio office has been closed for the last week and a half, and so it seems like whenever I get on, we seem to have some kind of Technical difficulties, and of course nobody there to really fix it for us. So.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's always it's, it's always like that. You know, you are know, like you, back in the office after you know a long absence, and there's always some mess to clean up somewhere. So. Right. I, I feel your pain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know how it is. Uh, te- Technology is a wonderful thing, but it doesn't always work exactly the exact way we want it to.
2: Exactly.
1: So now that we're on with you, of course I introduced you a little bit, so tell us a little a little bit about you and where you live now, where you're from. A little background for everyone, this was nice.
2: Well, uh, my, my name is Daryl Dawson Brown and uh, when I write, uh, I'm Daryl Dawson. That's my pen name. Uh, but I was born Daryl Brown in Los Angeles. Uh, I was raised by a couple of teachers in a lovely uh suburban neighborhood by the beach called Harbor City uh a very lovely integrated uh middle class neighborhood uh so my childhood was great which kind of uh, belies uh, the uh <laughs> you know the usual uh, the way people think about horror a- authors but uh but yeah that's uh that's where i grew up and uh right now i'm living in Phoenix Arizona And I've been a professional writer since about 2009, and that's when the uh, Crawl Space came out. And uh, right now I have a a book called Cold Sweat, which uh, is like a little three-story mini-collection, if you will, and it's uh, only available as an e-book. And uh, right now I'm currently working on a novel, which hopefully uh, should be ready sometime this year. So uh, I've been, been kind of busy over the last few months.
1: Well, I know that you do a lot of promotion, so that's, uh, that that keeps you busy as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah as, a, yeah. as a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to uh, uh, go to a convention uh, next week called DarkCon. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, that's kind of a, a convention of, of gamers and sci-fi enthusiasts and. Uh, and they invited me and I said sure so uh, I'm going to be there in the uh, dealers room and uh, that's going to be January 12th through the 15th at the uh, Phoenix uh, Marriott in Mesa so uh, uh, do check that out
1: i'm sure they appreciate your promotion <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, darkcon is is a, is was basically meant to be a little darker and of course it's like every other year uh, and they sent to me more for a medieval period, but really they've gotten more into steampunk lately. So, uh, they've kind of you know, went up in years. <laughs> Their interests yeah. have gotten into a whole different timeline, you know.
2: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, will be my first time this will be my first time experiencing it, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it
1: yeah i i was there a couple of years ago so that's just it's mm-hmm. a nice place and of course these are great guys and they' they do some really good promotion themselves and and get a lot of uh a lot of interest in the tele, in television and of course you should know about that you know for television promotion yeah so oh yeah yeah I've,
2: <laughs> yeah I've 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 worked in uh in television for going on eighteen years now and uh yeah i know all about uh that side of the business, although I've, I've mainly worked behind the scenes, as, uh mostly as a video editor, sometimes as a photojournalist, and uh, and I've, I've done a little bit of production work, and you know I've, it's been kind of multifaceted, you know, throughout the 18 years. But you know, well, you
1: must have seen a lot like, of changes, a lot of changes in that 18 years.
2: Oh, no doubt about it. There's. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of the changes have been kind of geared as, as, as you know, kind of our jumping off point uh, toward technology. You know, it, it, a lot of uh, things that are happening are starting to involve less of a human touch. You know, we have cameras that are robotic and we have these automated Systems where we don't even need a, a, a floor director or even a director to to do a new show. So uh, it, it has changed. That there there are things about it that are better uh, in terms of you know quality, but uh, I think it's losing a lot of the human touch, and that's I think that's kind of the impetus uh, towards the novel that I'm writing. Uh, I think. Television, in its own way for from you know I think probably from its beginnings, has kind of dehumanized us a little bit so so I wanted to take that into a horror context uh, with a novel, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes
1: yes that's that's definitely true. I'm not sure if you're new, but i'm I'm a journalism major I was a journalism major in college, oh really and- yeah, I considered going to broadcasts, but I uh, didn't really like what I saw in the newspapers in town, so I uh, mm-hmm. decided to, to not try that, and of course, I also knew there were certain rules that, that I didn't didn't want to play those games. So uh, yeah. got, I got out of it and uh, yeah. started well, writing for literary magazines, which, you know, hey, you know, that's really where my true love was, I, I guess, anyway. Uh-huh. It worked yeah. out.
2: <laughs> yes. So, hey, that that was it turned out to be uh the the perfect decision, you know. And uh and th- and that's kind of where I am right now. I'm, I'm kind of you know, a little disillusioned with the industry and uh you know, it's just pursuing writing as uh not just a hobby, but uh, perhaps as a profession. So, you know, I'm just uh kind of in limbo between uh my day job and um uh, what is what has really become my passion
1: mhm mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. if if that could be so bold, I could say that you're in a crawl space right now <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> between two between two different worlds okay <laughs> right mm-hmm. okay i yeah. i i met you i met you a couple of years ago. At uh, mm-hmm. one of the conventions, I think it was Leprechaun. I'm not sure it was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw your book, and your your cover just snagged me. You know that that was a. Mm-hmm. I had to tell everyone it was awful. I mean, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful. Uh-huh. Was a beautiful and I say awful in a good way, because you're writing uh-huh. a, you're writing horror, so uh-huh. horror covers need to grab you in a different way. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's yeah. not a Oh, look at here. This is nice beautiful cover. I I might want to open it up and read it. No. When you're a horror writer, you want to snag them for the impact that that cover made And yeah, and that's,
2: and that's <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of what I was going for when when the book was originally released back in 2009, it was uh with a a, a Vanity Press uh author house and uh I had, basically, for the cover design, I had to pick out a picture, and uh, they just did whatever they wanted to with the picture. And uh, the initial cover, what I thought, was, was good, but not great. I thought it could have been better. So uh, when I decided to re-release the book on my own imprint, Fear of Press, what I did was I just uh, took some, you know, Fake cockroaches and and grabbed the trash bag, and you know just put it out on a table and and took pictures of uh, of that little arrangement of cockroaches and then photoshopped it and that became the new cover of uh, of the crawl space and I've I've gotten a lot of positive responses about uh, about that cover because basically what I wanted to convey was that kind of Creepiness that that you feel, you know, when you uh, involve yourself in in a horror experience, whether it's books or movies, etc. So, um, so yeah, I, I really loved the, way the new the new cover turned out, and and, and thank you for complimenting me on it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's even great. It's that their story. <laughs> The story behind yeah that. Was this, uh, yeah it, it
2: it's kind of it kind of fits in with uh, the the main story that there's a story in there called the Crawl space and it's about uh, this uh, the, the the basement underneath uh, a house where a guy returns after being away for a long time, and uh, it it turned out to be invaded by these uh, unusual creatures, and uh, I think that was probably the best illustration of those creatures that I could muster with the, the resources that I had. So, yeah, it worked out really well.
1: That's great. And and this goes to show everyone that uh, you have to think outside the box when you're considering cover design or, or anything, any kind of design, is how to make it look the way you want it to look. And right. uh, that's, that's what you have to do in order to come up with ideas. So oh, I absolutely. know I've I, I wrote a couple of questions out for you and I'm going to follow along with some. And then if anybody wants to come in, uh, just let you know. The call-in number is 714-242-5145. If you don't want to, if you just want to listen and you don't want to talk to Daryl for whatever reason, you're shy or you're not sure what you have to say, we do have a chat box down below on the Blog Talk Radio uh, main site here. And you can write your questions or just comments down there, and I will share them. So that's 714-242-5145, or do a chat. And I might be checking uh, Facebook in a little while, because I do often have people who give me questions there. Um, for some whatever reason, they can't get their bandwidth to work right sometimes for uh, blah talk. So we're going to jump right in here. OK any interesting writing quirks or stories that you would, you would like to share with your readers
2: well one story that uh, that I share when I'm asked that question is uh, something that happened to me back when I was in high school uh, it involves the first short story that I ever wrote uh, it was about a vampire prostitute and uh and it's kind of odd because nowadays, if you if you hear about a high school student writing about a vampire prostitute, chances are he's probably a little touched in the head. But uh, <laughs> back then, in the in the early 1980s, nobody paid it much mind. But uh, anyway, it, it was it was called um, Woman of the Night, I believe, and it, it was very dark, very edgy, and I don't remember. Any specific lines from it Because it was so long ago But I do remember the last line was And she plunged her fangs Into his throat So And remember that Because that's a significant part of the story But uh, anyway I had uh, entered that story Into a, a regional creative writing contest for uh, For high school students And it won first place And I was just ecstatic. I couldn't believe that you know people thought that much about my, my writing, that uh, they were able to honor me like that. And I was just really happy. My family was happy. It was just a, an incredible moment. And um, the story was printed in a regional um, publication. And I remember uh, just being so excited to see my story in print, and then I got to the last line, which uh, to my complete surprise and disappointment uh, have been changed without my permission. It's, it's, <laughs> the last line was now, and she plunged her knife into his throat.
0: Well, and it completely
2: took yeah. out the supernatural element of the story. Yeah. And I, I I, was just floored. I couldn't believe it. And uh, apparently my uh, English teacher, my creative writing teacher, was the culprit You know, she was the one who had changed it, and when I confronted her about that, she said she had done it because uh, the ending was, uh, quote, more appropriate uh, for the story, so... uh, (laughs) So anyway, it was just uh, a a great moment that was ruined in my life because the story wasn't mine anymore and mm-hmm. I was just so disgusted I didn't even show up to the award ceremony to pick up my trophy or ribbon or whatever they were supposed to give me cuz uh, I I was just um it it was, it was it was a real learning experience for me because yeah. it it taught me to just value the things that i write and hold on to them and, and and whatever ideas you come up with you know they're good ideas and they work and uh you know even if somebody you know gives you advice and says that they don't work you can make it work somehow but don't let them change your uh way of thinking or you know make you think well you're not you're not really a horror writer why don't you try this you know if you if you really want to write horror you can and uh it's all a matter of, of reading other horror authors and uh and experiencing horror and finding out the kind of mood you need to create to uh to to do that so, get,
1: get in touch so anyway your dark that, side. that
2: experience was i'm sorry
1: get in touch your dark side
2: exactly yeah just you know just you know not necessarily having a a a dark experience in your life you know you can you can still uh just learn from other people or uh or, or other authors or just read uh stories that that can bring out uh that kind of dark side uh, within you you yeah, know so so anyway, that was you know my first experience with censorship, and you know i <laughs> I hope that'll be the last.
1: <laughs> I didn't learn about that until until college, when and that's one reason why I didn't want to get into journalism, you know, didn't want to become a reporter for the local newspaper because that's what they do. They, mm-hmm. they totally they change what you write, or you have to write right. with their with their slant and to me yeah, that's there's, not there's, that wasn't that's not journalism
2: <laughs> right yeah there's you know in in journalism there's like this standard that you have to write to that you know even when even nowadays when you're writing stories for the web there's a a certain way that you have to write you have to write in like you know short paragraphs and uh you know not using you know extensive uh, descriptions and you know it's um it's like it's dumbing down almost and mm-hmm. uh and and that kind of bothers me as well you know it's like you know there there are all these standards for writing that uh that really aren't conducive to intelligence and and open mindedness and mm-hmm. uh and those are rules that need to be broken. We need to break them as 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 much as possible.
1: Well, you know, Mary Shelley broke the rules when she wrote Frankenstein. So uh, that's that's it. just still the same kind of thing should still go on. An author needs to be able to express that story. And Mm -hmm. and I and I don't think anybody changed her 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 thoughts ideas because those those are really out there at that time. Yeah. You know, you're digging oh, up bodies yeah. and, and you're taking body yeah. parts and <laughs> making a monster out of it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That was uh,
2: it was a bizarre idea certainly and it uh, shocked a lot of people but uh that it turned into a classic.
1: Yeah, classic. But well, that's yeah. what I think that horror sometimes I mean do you think that it's gotten too shocking? Some the movies and stuff are out there well you know
2: that's that that's up to the reader you know
1: uh, the,
2: I have certain things that i read i'm I'm very picky about horror uh whether it's books or or movies um i i personally I kind of get tired of the uh, uh good looking college students getting hacked by a serial killer that's <laughs> you know that just kind of <laughs> bores me but uh but that's not up to me to decide whether something is is too shocking or not. You know, it's the the main thing about horror is uh, is its shock value, and that can be defined by a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And uh, you know, going back to what we said about standards, you know, there's there really aren't any rules as far as as horror is concerned, in in my opinion, because uh, you know that there's so many ways to go, and 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 many people are affected by different things. People are afraid of different things, and you know sometimes you know you might read something that isn't scary and is actually offensive, but that's just you. You right. know, for for other people, you know that you know that may be uh, something that's that's genuinely. Bizarre and frightening enough to to be art to them, and uh, and it's you know like I said it's it's not up to me to decide you know whether the the, the genre is becoming more and more gory or more sensationalist, um, you know that's that's to be determined by the market you know if it if, if it goes too far then you know people will stop buying it
1: right. And, then, and that's just that's what it. Is if there, if there wasn't a market for it, then nobody would be reading it. So, exactly. <laughs> and that's a yeah. t- chance you take as an author at all times. You know, whether or not somebody's gonna like your work, it's it's always yeah. gonna be out there. So right. You obviously had a problem. I mean, you obviously had a a bad experience when you were in high school. So yeah. what? So how, when did you realize you wanted to be a writer? Even without, even with that thing that happened to you. Well, I've I've always
2: written. I've I've, I've been a writer really since fifth grade. Uh, I w- I would write poems and and things like that. But when this thing happened in high school, I just kind of decided, you know, to keep it all to myself. I let. I, I didn't let anybody see the the things that I had written, and it, it really goes back to about two thousand four uh when I first uh, seriously considered being a writer and publishing some of the things that I was written uh I was kind of toying around with a few new concepts with uh some horror stories in fact, a couple of them uh appear in the uh in the crawl space. Uh, The one about uh, the strip club uh, is one that dates back to around uh, the mid-1990s when I was living in Reno, and I had uh, a bizarre experience in a a strip club, and uh, I turned that into a horror story. But uh, again, it was something that I didn't let anybody see, and uh, I never sent them to any magazines or any kind of online Publications or anything, and I had a lot of uh, self-confidence issues that I had to get over, and uh, I, I finally did. You know, a little bit of help, and uh, you know, I compiled the stories that I had written and, and put them out as the crawl space in 09.
1: <laughs> well, I have to tell you that, that Todd and I talked about you once uh, recently, and uh, Todd Van Hooser's. Uh, if anybody does not know is a fantasy writer. So he thinks a lot oh. of thinks a lot of your writing. And and she says, you know I said, but you know, they're all so quiet. And and Todd says, I know, makes you wonder where all that pent up uh, you know, horror hostility is coming from <laughs> <laughs> I said, Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah well sometimes uh the the old saying is still waters run deep, and I guess that's that's true in my case uh but uh yeah i i guess I've always been what what people would call an introvert and uh and I've kind of grown comfortable in that and i you know sometimes doing things like this radio inter- interviews is a little bit uh unsettling for me but uh you know it's um it's you know just being an introvert you know it's it's something kind of to be proud of you know it's it's like you know you're you're your own person and you you don't have to follow the crowd and you know, you,
1: can, you.
2: you know be be who you want to be
1: and, uh, and the, I, I think that's pretty cool, actually. Well, I don't think you need to be an introvert to be that way. You know, it's, it's like, um, like the rest of us, just some of the people I know. I mean, you know, Don has a problem with the fact that he sometimes goes overboard. And uh-huh. so it's, you know, and then it's taken me a while to to, to come out, too. So it's it, mm-hmm. it takes some time to do that. Yeah, but if you're comfortable being an introvert, then hey, you know, yeah, by all means, the that's, thing, that's good the, for you the,
2: Yeah, but the thing is, you know, sometimes, you know, when you when you have to market your book and you have to go out to conventions and you got to, you know, shake people's hands and tell them about the book, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a hard process. But, it's, you know, you just, you learn to do it when you... Uh, when You have to you know, just yeah. practicing it and just be, being out there among people. You know that uh, makes it a little easier. Uh, I
1: I knew a yeah. pastor recently who told me that. that you know, I, I was really shocked to find out that he's scared. His biggest fear is is a crowd. It keeps, yeah. You know, speaking in front of a crowd, and I, I just you have to laugh about that because you're a pastor. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a problem if you're a, if you're a pastor,
2: yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I said, how how in the world do you do that every every week? And he says he says you wouldn't know it, but I am sweating big time up there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I said, okay, but but how do you get over? It? He goes, I have to just just plain do it. I am yeah. scared each and every time I do it, but and I said, does it get any better? Does it get any easier? And he goes, it gets a little bit easier, but honestly, I'm still scared every single time I'm up there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's doing something that you really know you need to do with your life and not letting that fear, you know, take you, not not let it overtake you. And that's that's really what it's all about. Um, yeah, being, it
0: takes courage. It 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 takes takes courage to be a writer. It takes
1: courage courage to be in front of people. It takes courage to write something and and express yourself and put it out there and hope that somebody likes it, because you know there's going to be people that don't. Of course. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, you're right, whore. Uh, Is that the only Mm -hmm. genre, genre you've been writing?
2: Uh yeah, that's pretty much the, the, the only genre that I've written in so far. Um I tried to write, you know, something that kind of uh more like a crime noir uh you know, mystery, but it didn't quite turn out the way I wanted it to, so I decided well, I gonna, to stri- stick strictly I'm, to I was uh, ask you dark that. fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I can ask you if you
1: started on something you know wanting to try something a different genre and it just keeps going that way yeah <laughs> that
2: yeah, it, yeah it's it's just it's just something that I'm you know really comfortable doing you know it's you know it's just been ingrained in me you know ever since I was a kid, so it just it just feels right to to do horror.
1: And obviously, you know, the more you do that, the more, the more often that or easier it gets for you to to stay in that area, stay in that genre. Right. Yeah. So, do you do any yeah, research? I mean, this is kind um, of. Odd. I mean, if you really think about it, this, is an odd question. I did, I just first reading it, going like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't realized the oddness of this question. Any research needed for horror writing. I mean I can imagine. Of course being creative well, mind.
2: <laughs> well, I think the best research is uh to to read other horror books and, you know, experience a good uh horror movie every now and then. Uh you know, the only I don't see any research that needs to be done other than, you know, what 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 normally be done in the course of writing fiction you know uh you know you, for example if you're writing about a certain period of time you know you would you know find books about that period of time and just uh, you know read about them but uh but not a whole lot of research really I I, I I like ghost stories I read some paranormal books to you know kind of get an idea of how ghosts work uh, but uh but uh, not a lot of uh, extensive research
1: now. Hmm. Well, you know, in itself, reading is a kind of research, and it's something that fiction authors. Uh, and that's a good a good point. I will to I'll have to bring that up to the fiction authors that ask me that again. That reading is okay. part of you know under and and looking at how to deal with dialogue and mm-hmm. characterization, uh, and then you you can only really learn that by reading a lot
2: right yeah it, it, i think it was stephen king who said it, it you can't be a good writer unless you're an avid reader uh, you have to read it in as many different genres you know not just the genre you want to write but you know different genres to just get an understanding of uh, uh how a story moves and how characters uh, become real and, and all of that you know so it's uh And and not only that, reading, uh, I I, I like uh, pointing this out to young people especially. Uh, I think we as a society just need to read more. I think we need to become uh, more involved in the process of of, of learning to entertain ourselves with words and, and imagining the pictures in our heads.
0: Mm-hmm. and uh
2: instead of having them foisted upon us and right and, you know, making them, you know someone else's interpretation of of what it should be it's it's really about you know how we look at life and uh i think reading um kind of brings out uh, a a kind of open mindedness in us to uh, to create and uh and just make things uh, better for ourselves, uh, you know, all around.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so, so too. Yeah, I,
2: was,
1: I think it's uh, yeah. obvious. Obviously, I think that if you have a creative mind, you're actually able to uh, think outside the box and and actually get through things. I think easier. Uh yeah. You know, you can take creativity into your job. But you don't have. To, it doesn't have to be a creative job. Right. So you should right. be able to, to have a little bit of creativity anywhere, and and part of that is by reading and and seeing things in your head. So mm-hmm. yeah, metaphors. It's just about serve as metaphors for human experiences. So that's what right. that's what reading is about.
2: Yeah, and, and it's I, about been, you know finding <laughs> you know finding those experiences and and learning from them and and uh, and trying to create uh, some. Experiences of your own within those contexts. So, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Well, we grew up around the same time, apparently, because one of your big inspirations, uh, according to your information here, was Night Gallery and Twilight Zone.
2: Yes. Yeah, that <laughs> is. Night Gallery is probably my biggest inspiration as a writer. Um I, I, saw think that, that I think show. that
1: show. I, I think that's darker. I think that was darker. Night Gallery I think oh it was yeah, that
2: Oh yeah, yeah, Night Gallery was kind of like a darker offshoot of of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh it it originally aired for those people who might be too young to remember. It, it originally aired back in uh the turn of the decade around 1970 and uh I remember seeing it in reruns uh, when I was in the middle school in the mid '70s, and these were like the chopped up versions of uh, of the episodes, and uh, they still had an impact on me. Uh, not only because they were scary, but because uh, uh, a lot of uh, what Rod was doing uh, with with that was very similar to what he was doing with Twilight Zone, in that you know he was making these wonderful uh, character pieces, and he was creating these characters that were incredibly real. And, uh, you know, I, I just have a lot of admiration for Rod Serling as a writer. And, uh, you know, I, it was through night gallery that I, you know, branched off into twilight zone and seen, you know, saw some of his, uh, earlier things uh, that he'd done. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, Become a total Rod fan over the course of the 1970s.
1: <laughs> well, kind of and I would, and, you,
2: and another thing I, I want to bring up really quick my, my mom ass, absolutely forbade me to watch that show, by the way, because she <laughs> thought it was too scary for a yeah. kid my age to be watching, but I'd, I'd sneak down and watch it anyway because I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I think my mom was opposite. I mean, she wouldn't let me watch certain things, but it's uh, kind of funny, uh, Night Gallery and anything with the uh, vampire, werewolves, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we watched all those. We watched uh, Dark Shadows in the afternoons when mm-hmm. I got home from school. Yeah. And so, you know, she was an awful influence on me, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows it, and she loves that. But, you know, we still like monster stories, but, you know, we don't like... Uh, too much monster. We like just enough monster. And, right. uh yeah.
2: Monsters we can deal with.
1: Monsters we can deal with, but we, yeah. we don't like we don't we don't really care for sparkling monsters. So that's <laughs> 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 all I'll say about it. I don't it. either. <laughs> <laughs> just, to me, yeah, that's just not quite a monster. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like what what happened with you. It watered down. It, they, she watered down your story by changing it, Dan, instead of the right. monster that uh, the vampire is, and they are. They drink they yeah. blood, you know, they, they yeah. take over yeah. the mind. So, therefore, you should not change them so much that they are watered down versions of the monsters they really are. Right.
2: Yep. And, yeah. And, and that's. So that's something we kind of have to deal with as horror writers. You know, we're, we're always we're putting these ideas out there, and there's always going to be somebody who's going to say, "Well, that's too much," you know, and 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 try to you know water down your ideas, and uh, you know, you just kind of have to fight through that. I, I'm I'm kind of flattered by the idea that uh, a lot of young adults are attracted to my writing. <laughs> and uh well, i my don't necessarily <laughs> write for young adults but uh i'm I, I think it's actually you know pretty cool that they're that they're reading it and uh and you know i i, I don't feel I a need can... to i'm sorry what I,
1: I, so, I, yeah i i was i was
2: gonna say i i don't feel a need to to water down anything uh for for that audience you know i'm i'm gonna write what what i feel needs to be written and uh and uh you know, I I think it's great that uh, that you know a lot of young adults are are into it.
1: Well, I'm glad my son's not the only one. As uh, yeah, I brought, I brought home as uh, so I got a couple books, and he's into horror, and she's uh, he's tried Stephen King, but you know Stephen King's got really big, and uh, it's not the same kind of thing that he's looking for. Um, mm-hmm. so, so he tried those and, and yeah they're okay But it's not really what I'm looking for And then I brought home uh, Obviously I brought home uh, uh, Todd's Todd Van Hoosier's uh, You know small short stories uh, Those are mm-hmm. ghost stories Well that was right. one of the way He was looking for something About you know stories And not so much ghost stories So then I mm-hmm. said well I said, I said why don't you try Daryl's and, and so he said oh you know So yeah I've, I've met Daryl and uh you know, he's, his writing is really solid and I think you you might even enjoy it. So yeah, he's sure enough he he uh he read the entire book. Mm-hmm. Before his and he's seventeen now. So to take him away yeah. from his games <laughs> 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 away from wow is, is like that's that's great. So I said, okay. Yeah. Obvi- obviously, there's there's got to be something more to to Darrell. I mean, because he's just nice, quiet and person that, that I think is a nice, wonderful person to talk to. Um, there must be something to his writing. If my if my young son is 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 very interested in his writing, so you know, I started reading. He says, ah, he likes the, the darkness, and and that's that's what he likes. It's kind of like he likes really hot sauce. He's, he's, right. I like mild sauce. He likes really hot sauce. Okay, so it's the same yeah. thing where, where where I like I like I read horror, but I may not may not like it that dark. But you know, yeah, each his own. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I I don't like a lot of urban fiction, even though I, I publish it, um, only uh, because it's, it's not really my cup of tea. Right. So, I just didn't grow up and with that language so sometimes this is a little more language than I than I really enjoy but that's uh, okay it takes every I really still think it's wonderful that people you know want to write and they want to read it and if there's a market for it then I want to offer it Right.
2: And that's and that's part of the part of the reward uh, from being uh, an author is that you inspire somebody to write and that's uh, and i I've been getting that kind of feedback from a couple of people who've who've written to me and said you know your your stories are just you know really cool I really enjoy them and uh, i've I've been thinking about writing myself what do you think you know what how do you, how do you go about doing it and it's just you know really rewarding to know that somebody, you know, thinks so highly of you uh, as, as a writer that they actually seek you out for advice. You know, that's that's I think that's probably the most fun part of of, of doing this. <laughs> so
1: what do you tell them if they come up to you and well, say, "Hey, I think about writing."
2: Well, the, the the one piece of advice that I can give to somebody is to just
1: go ahead
2: and share what you write with other people uh Don't be too proud to take criticism or uh advice from you know people who you know, might be in positions to help you you know they're you know the, the things you write have meaning. And you know, if, if it means something to you, chances are it's going to mean something to somebody else. So get it out there in the open, and uh, and and find somebody who's uh, who's close to you, whether it's a friend, a relative, uh, or another author, and uh, just kind of show them. Uh, What you've written And and ask for their advice on it And and take their advice Because uh, One thing that uh, that I found out about authors In in the uh, Couple of years that I've been able to Meet them face to face Is that authors are always Looking out for each other And always uh, looking for ways uh, To improve each other And uh, And that's And that's so important that you know you take that advice and not you know uh, internalize it or or be you know ticked off by you know something they might say you know just um, you know
0: just just put mm-hmm. it out
2: there and, and see what people think uh, about what you're writing and that's and that's how you improve.
1: All right, definitely. I had an agent once Once say, first, I want to tell you that, you know, you, you've got a gift of writing, but do you want me to show you what you did wrong? And I said, well, yeah, of course. That's why I'm here. You know, I spent money to be in mm-hmm. this conference. So of course I want to know. She said, you wouldn't believe how many people don't want to know. And yeah. that that surprised me because, you know, uh, writing is, is
0: a self-defeating.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. You, you just cut your fingers off before you even started uh, so to right. speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's that's to say, it. You you you're not helping yourself any to become any better. Right. And exactly. so I think that that's, that's the biggest mistake any author can make is is thinking you already know it all, and.
2: Exactly, right, and' yeah, not thinking skin. that your that your stuff is just so good and and if, if, <laughs> if, if, if people don't like it the heck with', them. you know that's that's not the right approach to take you know you're there's always room for growth, and you know there's always room for improvement, so you yeah. just gotta make that room and uh, and, and be a little t- a little more tough skinned yeah
1: it is this business does takes some tough skin um yeah. I uh, I and being on the other end of publishing for other people I do have some who say, Well, what do you know with Well, you know, you can take what I what I what I give you the advice I give you or you can move on. Yeah, you, know, you don't have mm-hmm. to listen to me. But if right. you're going to work with me you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise go find somebody that will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: something else we have in common is that your favorite author is Ray Bradbury and uh, yes. I, I grew up on him that's Ashley he's the reason I started writing at all uh-huh. um, I read some yeah, things I, of his I, I... and just it hooked me yeah
2: yeah, I, I've read a lot of his books when I was uh, in middle school, mm-hmm. and uh, my favorite uh, has to be *Endline Wine*. Uh, because here was a book that took place in uh, this time and this region of America that I had no connection to as, as an African American growing up in in the, in the suburbs of Southern California, and he just. Made it a very real place for me because I enjoyed summertime. I still love summertime, even though it can be kind of brutal here in Phoenix. But summertime is my favorite time of year, and this was a book about summer and what it meant to Ray as a child growing up in in that part of, of the world. And uh, and he just made these incredibly magic things happen. Uh, during uh, that time, and it was just so cool to read, and I, I, it, it's it's still one of my favorite books to read. I, I still read, you know uh, every every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a, a fantastic book.
1: I would think that you would be interested in some something wicked this way comes, because of the yeah. You know,
2: I, you know what? I it's, it's, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I've never read that book.
1: <laughs> I think I've yeah. read the
2: Martian Chronicles. I've Martian. read Illustrated Man uh-huh. uh, and Daniel Line One, but I haven't read Something Wicked, and I, you know, I need to catch up on that.
1: Something <laughs> Wicked, this way it comes, is is, is actually a, a more full-length book, rather than uh-huh. ideas, other than short story ideas that are all combined to make, you know, some some kind of theme. Um mm-hmm. so that that's a story of, you know that I think that you would you would like because it's a dark it's his mm-hmm. his touch of macabre that he experienced when he was young that made him part of who he is now So mm-hmm. that might be something that you'd like to get into <laughs> So I will, thinking I, thinking, I, will get,
2: be I will. get. on Barnes and Noble online, and I will throw that into my Nook right away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you'll like it. So when I see you, yeah. maybe you'll tell me. But uh, oh, just yes, I will. we both live in this area. I'm sure we run into each other all the, all the cons lately. So <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I, right. I will
1: be. I'll be out at Darkcom for a while because I'm doing interviews um, for mm-hmm. connotations, So uh, I'll be doing. I'll be there for a while.
2: Oh, okay. Well,
1: I look forward to seeing you there. No, uh, I have a couple more questions for you before we go. And okay. I want to ask is what most surprised you um, when you were learning to create this book?
2: Well, I think probably um, uh, the, the most surprising thing was. You know, how well I was still able to construct a story after having, you know, forgotten most of my you know, formal creative writing instruction. I didn't take creative writing in college, um, so you know, getting back into writing and 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 creating stories. Uh, I guess you could say it was kind of like riding a bike, but I, I think that most of that comes from just reading a lot and knowing how uh, a story is supposed to be written. So, yeah, that that probably surprised me that I I didn't mess it up too badly, uh, you know, in spite of uh, having uh, not done it for for many years.
1: Hmm. and uh, your your stories. Did you um, set them in the book a certain way, for a reason? Yeah,
2: I wanted them to. Um, the, the the last story, especially well, the the first version of of the uh, of the book, the last story was connecting flight, and I wanted to kind of end uh, on that note as as a kind of dark but hopeful. Uh, scenario, uh, but uh, as the new version of the book came out, I added three other stories on there, and you know that became, uh, you know the, you know the the I it Was the story about the the organ that became uh, the final story in in that version of the book, but um, but yeah, I guess uh, the this, this, the stories are kind of put together to kind of flow there. There are some stories that are longer and some that are shorter and I just wanted to kind of get a rhythm uh with with the stories uh, as as people are, are reading it, you know, so it's not, you know, too jarring I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's good to mm-hmm. uh, And I think I already understand your inspiration. Can you tell us uh, about the um you said you had the novel and then the add-on the three story, the three stories you added on so tell us a little bit about that
2: okay well the the three the three stories uh first of all uh th- the ones that i just released uh is just that's a separate uh publication in and of itself it's uh, an ebook called cold sweat okay and uh it's available as a 99-cent e ebook on Smashwords and a couple other retailers like iTunes and, and things like that. But uh, Cold Sweat, uh, really true, it's in- inspiration from James Brown, who is one of my favorite performers of all time. and. Uh, what I did was I took the titles of three James Brown songs and just created horror stories around them. And uh, one of the stories is called uh, Night Train, which is one of his earliest hits in in the context of Cold Sweat. It's uh, about a mythical underground train that helps criminals uh, run away from law enforcement. Uh, The second is Big Payback, which is about a man who's about to commit suicide And he's given uh, one last chance to get revenge on the one man who ruined his life. And the third is Soul Power. And that's about uh, the ghost of a disc jockey who returns uh, to the place where he was murdered to try to find his long-lost love. And of those three stories, that one I think is my favorite because of the soul music connection to it. And um, those stories are um, available uh, as I said, as an ebook, uh, they're not in print yet. Hopefully, down the line, you know, when my next big short story compilation comes out, I'll be able to include those three. But uh, but uh, right now, uh, they're they're available as an ebook. So.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say that I means I'm going to have to because uh, my son keeps trying to talk me into getting a. Uh, a Kindle or, or or one of the other machines, and and I uh, said, so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I do. what I was need to do, but yeah, you, know, you gotta spend your money accordingly. But yeah, so like, but you can do. I'm not sure some some people don't know this, but you can actually get a Kindle story or a Nook story and just read it on your computers. You just need to have the, yeah, the reader. Yeah, that's
2: that's absolutely true. Yeah, you can you can get it as a PDF file. And and just read it on your computer. You know, you don't no. have to have one of those newfangled Kindle Fire things. You know.
1: <laughs> Are you selling your your PDF files of a PDF book right on uh, your your website?
2: Uh, no, actually, I was I was. Uh, I, w- I was uh, did have that uh, as an idea, but uh, haven't gotten to that point yet. But uh, right now, it, it is available as a PDF from Smashwords. Uh, you can just go to smashwords.com and search uh, "Cold Sweat" and uh, you'll be able to find it. It's it's uh, got a pretty um, disturbing cover uh, that yeah. uh, people yeah. will definitely uh, definitely recognize. And For, uh, for, you know, for those who don't know,
1: the, uh, the eye that you guys see on the... Right, uh, yeah, the, the eye the that's
2: rising up from this kind of uh, murky cave that's, you know, covered in blood, it's, it's really striking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got just enough blood and red, you know, to get anybody's yeah. attention. So there you go. An eerie eye. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> So that's great. It's good that you're you're continuing to write. So what's up next for you?
2: Well, up next is the novel. Uh it's uh it's called If It Bleeds and uh you know, it's been a work in progress for the last couple of years and uh I would say right now at this point is about halfway complete. Uh, there's a lot of work still amazing you know, to be done on it, but basically, it's it's all about my experiences in television. It's about it's a story of a guy who works as uh, a video editor for a local TV station. Uh, a few years prior, he was involved in an accident that killed a coworker, and uh, had to live with that guilt for a number of years. And anyway, there's a, a new boss at the station he works at who offers him uh, a new position as a, a photojournalist, and he accepts it. really well. But little does he know that his boss is actually one of Satan's minions oh, and he's working on a plan to possess everyone's souls on a mass scale using television and uh, <laughs> you know, the hero of the story is un- unknowingly part of the plan so it, it just kind of revolves around the guy discovering the truth about what he's going to destroy mankind and how he hopes to stop it and also protect his, his newborn son in the process so it's a, it's a pretty involved novel and hopefully uh it'll be uh worth all the effort that I'm putting into it. I I think it's gonna be a really good story.
1: Well it sounds interesting. Uh yeah. is anybody anybody who doesn't know uh that I put information on the website for uh for on the chat information as well as his Facebook page. One right. tells about yeah, where to I find
2: you have- yeah my my website is www.fearofsleeppress.com that's the name of the input uh, the imprint I should say if you're I'm also on Facebook as the crawl space and I'm on Twitter as bd crawl space so uh, I'm available uh, everywhere. And you can also Google Plus me. I just recently started Google Plus and doing uh, <laughs> uh, okay. that. So I'm pretty much all over the social network uh, game here.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, at least all of them that really matter. There's yeah. so many, so many of them. It's like just crazy, you know. Um, yeah. Twitter. Let me put that information. I'm putting this information on the chat so people can
2: people
1: have it yeah and yeah, um, yeah the first
2: first first place to look though it would be the website so yeah go to furiouslypress.com and all okay. the information on where to find me on on all the social networks
1: is on there as well that's terrific okay right that. mm-hmm. Uh so your next one is going to be dark con and then where where are you going to be to meet people after that
2: well, I will be in the dealer's room, and uh, I'm probably going to make the party on Saturday night, so if anybody wants to, you know, just kind of chat up with me, uh, you know, at one of the parties, uh, you're more welcome to, if you're a member, but uh, that's going to be at the Phoenix uh, Marriott Mesa, and that's uh, in Mesa, Arizona. I don't have the address on me, but uh, uh, if that's you go right. to so, or that should have all the information.
1: Yeah, that's true. Also, it's right off of Centennial Way in Mesa, so off of Main Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it's my, my neighborhood, so. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <laughs> so that's your, that's your hood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my my the ground, Mesa, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: so it's been a wonderful yeah. pleasure to talk to you, and this uh, show will be airing in its entirety. For anyone who is listening and, might, and missed some of our beginnings, uh you can listen to it again uh completely from scratch from the very beginning also i'll be giving you daryl the uh the, the code so that way you can put it on your website or where whatever else you want to do with it so oh fantastic uh, it this is something that keeps on giving and giving and giving so uh, i get get more archived listeners uh than i do live listeners and that's terrific. People are so busy, they can't watch, listen to you just at the time that you have set. So this is something that's wonderful because people go back and they can listen to uh, you know, all the different shows. Um, so you never know where your, readers, where your readers are going to come from. Right.
2: That's what I always say. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I appreciate it. It was, it was a, a pleasure talking to you. And okay. uh, just want to say thanks to all, all everybody who has bought the book so far. I look forward to uh, bringing you uh, even more over the course of the year. And, and, and thank you, Patty, for having me on tonight. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, unfortunately, my son my son is on the plane coming home from Texas, so he missed your show. So. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, he'll he'll be able to
1: hear it on the website. Exactly. I said, well, that's okay because I'm archiving it and and you'll be able to listen to the show. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll bring him along with me to Dark Con so I can meet you. That would be great.
2: That would be wonderful. I'd I'd, I'd love to meet
1: him. Okay. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and uh, I will be talking to you soon within the next next couple of weeks.
2: All right. All right. Thank you so much, Patty. I'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, good night. All right. You too. Well, that was Daryl, and we enjoyed talking to him, and he is uh, off now. We uh, enjoyed talking to him. He's one of the I think, our first major horror, story, horror writer. Um, I do have some Michael D'Ambrosio, but he has one, one book compared to uh Daryl who is definitely all horror writer. Uh Michael writes other things other than other than horror. So uh we're pleased to have him on and uh enjoy his work. Now our next show is going to be interesting. Uh it's gonna be this Friday night or actually Friday afternoon. If you're in Phoenix, uh you can actually come and see the show live. We are going to be in a coffee shop right off the of Indian School Road called Mama Javas and we're gonna be there between three thirty and five thirty on this Friday. And um that's let me see the calendar here. This Friday on the sixth. So that's uh January sixth this Friday, three thirty to five thirty. We will have a live show. Michael D'Ambrosio is in town will be in town as of Thursday, and so he's coming out to the show. And we will be recording live, and we will have uh, Donald Jocks here as well. Uh, this will be focused on uh, fiction writing, and we will actually be brainstorming new stories right before you. We'll come and give us some topics, and we will come up with a story line, and you guys will be able to be part of that experience. So it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, when uh, three of us get together, is really quite hilarious. We, uh, it gets really exciting because of the uh, creative process. We get really excited uh, to be together when we get together. It's just like uh, it's, it's like an open. Uh, you just open up and, and there's like, so many ideas that just come flooding through and uh, between you know Don's great idea person and Michael feeds on that and I cultivate it and say no that part doesn't work because of this let's tweak it here and before we're done we have several stories uh, it always seems to happen when the three of us get together so Michael D'Ambrosio, Donald Jocks and I Will be on live on Friday afternoon at Mama Javas. You guys can look that up, or you can be on my Facebook page. I've got that information right on my Facebook page. And that's going to be on the one that says Crazy fiction authors will be on live radio and oozing creativity all over the audience. On Friday afternoon, come by and, and contribute to Solarity and mayhem from 5:30, 3:30 to 5:30 to this Friday in Phoenix, Arizona. So we would like to have as many people out there. Obviously, the more people, the more ideas, the more mayhem. So come on out and have some fun, and uh, we might just have some prizes. I know I got some T-shirts I can give away. Yeah, let's we'll get some T-shirts away uh, for anybody who has a, a story idea. So come on out uh, and and talk to us. We will be on live radio and uh, and be part of be part of the show. So we look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. And uh, that's it for now. You guys got the information there and there. You can call my Facebook page, which is. Uh, Facebook.com/slash/pj as Patty Jo Strand as H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D that's pj dot Strand. H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D and scroll down a little bit and you'll see the information about Coffee Talk with the Fiction Authors Club on Blog Talk Radio. That will give you um, information. I will also be adding the uh, map to Mama Java's for those who don't know where that is. It's a wonderful little uh, cafe that uh, that allows us to... It has like a little uh, a platform, a little stage for poetry authors to read from and for musicians to sing from. So it's a wonderful little, little place for uh people to enjoy a little coffee, a little scones, a little uh you know, whatever a little brownie and uh and share some ideas. So hope you guys will be out there again. And uh, have a wonderful night. This is K Wad Radio signing off for the afternoon, for the evening, and you guys have a wonderful night.